Yo, what's up, man? I hope this is working. There's a good chance it's not. I've got, like, you know, makeshift uh, everything going on here. This may be a dump. I don't know. Oh, I don't need Look, I got OBS up. I got to get off OBS. I'm used to having two screens. I'm just shooting from the hip here. No idea what I'm doing. My guy just sent me a text saying we're live. Now I can get going. Welcome. Thank you for being here. I think we're, we're burying the lead already. And the answer is going to be that uh, we definitely got to 1,000 subscribers. Thank you guys so much. You see that big-ass wheel behind me? Um, we're going to be using that a lot. Um, if you can't tell, I am here in Las Vegas. You like look over there, you'll see Caesar's Palace. It was either you get to see my loud ass shirt and loud ass hat, or you get to see like Flamingo and the big ass high roller over here. I decided my sweet ass hat and shirt combo was more important. So we brightened up me, dimmed the back. So I'm kind of killing the view, you know, fucking deal with it. So I am the Degenerate 75. I hope some of you are watching this for the first time and just catching on to our own momentum because we finally got to a thousand subscribers in like eight weeks and I got a bang load of money. So thank you guys for doing that. I've been blowing it all here in Las Vegas. Uh, we, you know, it's cooler than 1,000 though, 2,000. So why don't you go ahead and go like this video, go subscribe, do the usual stuff. I won't push you so hard on it anymore. And don't forget this big ass drawing that you see right up here above my shoulder. We're going to be doing that at the end because I'm not going to let you just get your free uh, Millie Maker ticket here at the start and then just ditch my ass like a $2 whore. Sorry, I'm in Vegas. There's a lot of $2 whores. So hang around. Uh, we're going to keep this under an hour tonight. I only have about 20, 30 minutes of content. We'll do the drawing. We'll do Q&A. And then I got to get over to a craps table while my day crew is still over at Cromwell. So get your questions in the chat. Let's get them going. Uh, we're going to not rush through this. But, you know, we're going to hustle a little bit. We're going we're gonna to hustle. So, for all of you that don't know, we do this stream every Wednesday night at 7, usually. But, you know, with, like, it being early uh, tea times tomorrow because they're off in, like, another continent. We're doing a little bit earlier this week. We're going to mix around and kind of see. This seemed what most people wanted to do, so that's what we're doing. But Friday night, uh, Friday and Saturday, Showdown Hoedown, they'll probably be out earlier, too. As soon as uh, round uh, 2 and round 3 are complete, I'll be putting those out. So, be looking for those earlier. But you can definitely still count on them being out Friday and Saturday. Speaking of Showdown Hoedown, please tell me you follow me on Twitter, Degenerate. 75 and you saw that i definitely retweeted i don't know something like 12 different huge winners on sunday it was unbelievable how many people won i mean i won a lot too i did really well i won big saturday and sunday i only played a single bullet on sunday but i don't you know i'm i usually win at showdown i mean i host the showdown hoedown i fucking hope so but what i'm more excited about is all of you guys that are using some of my advice not my picks my advice and you're making your own picks and you're playing your own game and a lot of you are smashing it's fucking awesome it's awesome Awesome. Uh, I'm super happy for all of you. I give you all a shout out, but for real, the 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 list would be so long I'd spend half the show naming them. But just know that you were on my little thumbnail with all the little pictures of uh, your guys' screenshots. So thank you for sending those to me. Keep sending them to me. Hopefully there'll be a lot more to come. Uh, and bigger news, at least for me, because you know, for all of you that don't know, I spend a lot of money and time doing this. I pay an editor and I have all these computers and everything and uh, I'm paying to put my pods and everything up. Like, I just want to not lose money doing this because I rather enjoy it. If I could just break even, that would be cool. So this Friday, I'm actually starting a Patreon. I'll tell you more about that on the Showdown Hoedown, but it'll be a, it'll be a way for you to get more of my tools and inside uh, access to me for questions and coaching and stuff like that, uh, along with full ownership and uh, many other things. Um, if you're like, I don't want to pay to do that. Well, don't worry, bro. I'll still be doing the streams. I'll still be doing Showdown Hoedown and my prize picks videos, and you can still have those for free. Um, but for some people that want a little bit more, I'm going to give them access to that. So that's what's happening. Patreon is coming up. 
Um, and now that I'm finally officially a partner with YouTube, I'm going to start doing more videos than just these. I gotta, I already have some big guests planned to just do some one-on-one -on -one shows with. I'm also going to be doing like some DFS terms for noobs. I'm going to do some videos for beginners, for intermediate, and for uh, you know aspiring professionals. So lots of new content coming out. I might even do some of me golfing and playing poker, but I don't know if I can handle the backlash. So that's it. That's it. We got the drawing coming up. Stay around. I'm going to shut the fuck up now. We're going to get going. I don't have to sell the channel as hard because I got so many of you loyal mother fathers and I appreciate every single one of you. So let's just jump straight into this. And you know, what's the, what's the very first thing that we need to talk about this week? What is it? Hey, what is it? That's, you got, you're getting fucking good. It's the weather. And, uh, you know, when they're playing over in Europe, the weather is more important than normal. So I am definitely checking out this Durlitten? I don't know. It's right there by, uh, you know, it's just uh, northwest of Edinburgh, which is where this course is. And I'm looking. Let's hit refresh, and hopefully it doesn't throw me another random thing. And, you know, I think I've been hearing the same narrative a lot this week about the wind. And tomorrow, it definitely does look like the AM is going to probably, if I had to guess, play a full three quarters of a shot to a shot better than the PM wave. Uh, the PM wave is going to get a lot more gustier winds. It's going to be sustained the whole time, and they're going to have crispier conditions in the afternoon. Now, that's great. That means, hey, we should be looking at the Thursday AM, guys. That's a huge edge, right? Degenerate 75? Yes, it is. And if, if a tournament was one day, like if you're just doing showdown tomorrow and you don't play all guys in the morning wave, shame on you. But we're playing week-long. This is the week-long stream, and you have to consider. You have to consider Friday, too. Friday is not quite the opposite. It's much windier all day Friday, but notice it does seem to be a little bit gustier uh, in the afternoon than in the morning. So you would think that whatever strokes these guys may pick up tomorrow morning, Thursday a.m., they might lose Friday afternoon, and that is a distinct possibility. But this is the one angle I would throw at Yeah, I haven't heard anybody say. These winds in Scotland, it has been changing quite frequently. And whenever I go look at Thursday AM, that's legit like what, seven, eight hours from now? I mean, it's already like getting close to midnight over there in Scotland. So these are like pretty up to date. Like this is about to happen. We're getting close to tea time. So I would count on these Thursday projections to be very accurate. And if these Thursday projections are gonna be very accurate, then I definitely like the AM guys uh, tomorrow, obviously. And then you say, well, you just said Friday is going to be the other, the other way. Well, no, I said as of right now, it's going to be that way. But we still have a full 30 hours for the wind to shift Friday. So if I know that Thursday is definitely going to be an edge to one wave and, and screw the other wave, and then I know Friday could be 50-50, well, then it just seems like the smart money to me would be to use the Thursday AM-PM split as your tiebreaker. Am I going to go all in on it? Maybe. But I'm doing like, I, like three lineups this week because, first of all, I'm in Las Vegas and I have to drive over to California just to enter my stupid lineups. So I don't have a lot of time to do that. And then furthermore... I, uh, I I just have not got to put the time in on it this week because I've been on vacation. I don't want to invest a lot of money. I'm going to save it for showdown because if you don't know, like my last four showdowns, I've been smashing it. So if I win more at showdown, I'm going to have more time to focus on showdown. That's what I'm going to do. But for my week long, I am going to do uh, probably, uh, I, I got about 12 guys that I'm going to, no, 10 guys that I'm going to rotate in my three lineups and eight of those are from the AM PM wave. That don't mean you got to do that. You follow it. Matter of fact, I would tell you this. If you really want to be ballsy, because this is Scotland, go make some full PM AM stack lineups. Just make them. Uh, especially if you have like some of those guys in your pool that you like, go allocate 20% of your lineups to just doing PM AM, uh, and no one's going to be on that build. Like legit, less than 1% of people will build lineups that way. And if you catch a break and the wind breaks the right way, nah, pun intended, then you will... Uh, you could smash it that way. That's what I got about weather. We are adults here, so we're going to make sure uh, that we're going to check more than one website. 
Uh, let's go over here to the Weather Channel. Heard they do weather. I'm checking that same little place, Durleton, Scotland. And you can see Thursday, they got it pretty nice in the morning, 8 to 10 miles an hour. And then in the afternoon, it just magically picks up to about 12 all the way up to 19. That's a pretty significant difference. Uh, for Friday, they have it actually pretty steady all day. They have it going from about 13 to 20 for the morning wave. And then the afternoon guys will probably have 20 down to about 18. So uh, you know, they're showing it much more even on there. But to me, that's what we just saw in Windfinder. Thursday, advantage to the AM. Friday looks much more even. So to me, that's what I'm doing with the weather. You do what you want. By the way, if you got questions, toss them over there. I'm going to get to them. We're flying through stuff today. We're flying through stuff. Let me see what's next on my little list. I don't have my big board today. Here would be my one piece of advice. You know, I'm always real big on this pick your lane, right? Pick your lane, rather that's you're gonna go with the wind or you're gonna go with fading the truck, whatever your lane is, pick that lane and go a thousand miles an hour in it. Here's my lane this week. And it doesn't have to be your lane. Matter of fact, make your own damn lane. Don't, don't use my lane. Um, here's my lane this week, fade the noise. So this tournament, we are guessing. Everybody's guessing more than normal because the Scottish Open isn't normally the main event for DraftKings. So people don't have any tournament history. They don't have great course knowledge on this. They don't know who's a good course fit. Everybody's just projecting and guessing and saying stupid shit. Oh, it's in Europe. I need to play European players. What? The? That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. When do we ever say, oh, this tournament's in America. Let's not play John Rahm and let's play fucking Matthew Neesmith. No one ever says that. Get the fuck out of here. That's such a stupid narrative. Just because it's in Europe, they're mad better golfers in Europe. Uh, they're used to Lynx style. It, th that whole Lynx thing is so overrated. They're playing golf tomorrow, okay? And like, I want the guys who are good golfers that are gonna be low owned. That's what I want. I don't care if like, they're, like they play better when there's no trees. Okay, what, whatever. Um, plus, there's just not very good reliable data on that. So my lane this week is fade the noise. If I hear people pumping up some rando slap dick European, I don't care auto fade because he's going to get ownership and let me tell you why there's about five to six big names in this industry that really push ownership and when those guys push ownership on a week like this it's going to hit even harder because so many people don't know what the fuck they're doing this week but they still want to play their lineups right they took off last week for the john deere they want to get back in they want to play and so they're going to listen to what the big names have to say and so the big names have a lot more influence on ownership this week than they would have in other in an, in an otherwise normal week so because of that when i hear the big names putting somebody out there that's going to, this is a good play or this is a sneaky play, their ownership's going to get way too inflated and we don't know if they're a good fit. It's just people projecting that they could be a good fit because they're European. Because they're Europe, they're a good fit because they're a European. Shut up. So that is my lane this week. Fade the noise. If somebody's catching steam from the, uh, the, from the, from the big names in this industry, auto fade for me because that's automatically going to get me off so much ownership. That's my lane. That's what I'm going with. All 10 of the guys in my player pool fit that narrative. There you go. That's my lane. You pick your own lane, brother. All right. Uh, let's see. The next one. Uh, let's go to, let's go to my model. Let's go check out my model. Uh, I didn't know model or ownership. Let's check out the model. Some guys, things I looked at. I mean, honestly, I don't even know what I was looking at. I put a, bun of, a bunch of things in there. You know me. I don't overweight my model. It makes up like 20% of my decisions. Although last week, the model did say JT Poston was number one. Did I go tweak it to make him number two? Yeah, but that's because I'm petty as fuck. He still won, though, and I played a lot of him. Some of you are like, why'd you tell me not to play JT Poston? When the f when did I ever say don't play JT Poston? I just said I, it made me sick that he was number one in my model. That's how I said. Didn't say not to play him. I, matter of fact, the only person I said not to play was Patrick Rogers. And what did he get, like, T38? And the one guy I said to play was Mark Hubbard. What did he get, like, T8? Yeah, you're fucking welcome. Uh, all right. 
So here's my model. Some things I'm looking at. I want to see who putts well on slow greens. I want to see uh, guys who've just been on with approach and ball striking, just generally playing well, par five scoring off the tee. Those are things I like. I actually think the par four, longer par fours are going to be pretty important because I think there's going to be a lot more long approaches on this than I've heard anybody really talking up. Just looking at the hole by hole breakdown, I think that a good amount of shots are going to come from 150 plus. 150, uh, 175 to 200, and 200 plus are going to be some key ranges. So those are all some things I looked at. And I'm not really looking at where they rank in my model. I'm looking at where they pop. Like, I want to see a guy that pops in multiple different areas of my model, right? And, you know, of course, it's like, oh, yeah, uh, Justin Thomas is really good in your model. Yeah, he's Justin Thomas. He's always going to be really good in my model. Xander Shoffley good in your model. Yeah, he's, like, always good. And he's just coming off a win, so his approach and total numbers are really skewed recently. Um... You know, what I really want to see is, ooh, Max Homa, number two in my model. Now, that is a bit more surprising. Keegan Bradley, number seven in my model. And here's a good one. He actually puts well on slow greens. Those are things I'm considering. I thought Keegan Bradley was going to be pretty chalky, but the more I've done my research, I don't think he'll be ridiculous chalk. Um, Brian Harmon, really good in my model. Put a little click by the Hobbit, by the Hobbit. Uh, let's see here. Sebastian Munoz, really good in the model. You can kind of see some of the guys I've started that I want to talk about. To me, uh, if I'm going on this AMPM wave, to me, the, the only real decision for me is, am I going to start my lineup with Scheffler or Rom? That's mine. Because Thomas is going to be, I think, higher owned than both of them. And then it came down to Scheffler or Rom. I think Scheffler is a god among men right now. I think he is definitely the best player in the world. So for me, the tiebreaker was Scheffler is a little lower owned than John Rom, And Scheffler, to me, is objectively a better golfer right now. I think his game travels to any kind of course in any part of the world. So for me, up high, I just thought Scotty Scheffler checked the box. Matthew Fitzpatrick, Xander Schauffele, definitely interested in them uh, just based on what they're doing. But for me, when I saw Xander and Fitzpatrick were going to be like two of the five most highest-owned guys, I lost interest. Cantlay, Morikawa, this was like, I mean, Cantlay was the first one I fell in love with. But then when I saw that he was on the wrong side of the, of the weather wave that I'm projecting, could be completely wrong, but I'm picking my fucking lane and I'm going in it. So if it's wrong, don't say, you, you guaranteed me the weather would play this way. No, I said Thursday, the AM guys will have the advantage. It could completely flip Friday. Tomorrow, the AM guys will shoot better. And Xander is in that PM. Uh, so is Cantlay. Um, so is Morikawa. So that made me just kind of go other places. It made me, uh, I also really liked Hideki. And if you're not worried about the weather, I am telling you guys like Patrick Cantlay, Hideki Matsuyama, they are criminally under-owned for the upside they have versus what they could do. So if you're not buying my weather narrative or not, or wanting to pick your own damn lane, check out Cantlay and, and, uh, Decky. I think they're great plays. So Sam Burns getting kind of chalky, uh, same with Cam Smith. Uh, Sam Burns, Cam Smith, but they're in the right wave. So it's like at some point you got to just, you know, make your uh, choices. I'll go ahead and tell you the one guy I'm definitely playing this week is Joaquin Neiman. I'll give you one. I don't get, hey, new guy, I don't give picks here. But the one guy that I'll tell you I'm definitely playing this week is Joaquin Neiman. And I'll, I, let's just go ahead and say it because you know I forget my own damn shtick every week. The one guy I'm definitely not playing is Xander Shoffley because he's going to be way too fucking owned. There's the answer. Matter of fact, let's just go talk ownership. I'm going to forget. I'm all, I'm all over the place. I don't have my big board reminding me to do everything. I'm a fucking lost. Vegas giving up my afternoon for you so don't talk shit about this being chaotic right now here's my ownership I would say this is imagine this is probably the number one reason most of you come to me so let's watch this let's check this out and let's talk about it chalk is a relative term new guy you may not know this a lot of people are stupid and think chalk simply means guys who are the highest owned but that is not true chalk is relative to where you are at among your peers in the salaries so with that you got to like know that if you want to call chalk anybody who's highly owned okay but then we have to differentiate between what's donkey chalk what's eh 
chalk and what's like, okay, chalk, you can play that. And so that's what I do here. I color coded it for you. Uh, and I went and I found the guys that I see being kind of the highest chalky guys, the highest that are relative to their areas. And who is the number one guy that is going to be the highest owned? I don't even think it's going to be close. I would bet a lot of money. It's going to be Xander Shoffley. I got him coming in, as you can see, at 23.6%. Uh, First of all, I don't hardly ever play anybody over 23.6%, especially Xander. So uh, I'm like so happy to fade that donkey chalk. They can have all he wants. I don't think it's a great spot for him. He's in the wrong wave. Uh, you know, everybody's thinking he's going to carry over his momentum. Whatever. I'm, I'm okay blocking out a quarter of the field fading one guy. Plus, you've got great pivots right next to him. You want to go just instead of spending that Xander salary, find the thousand and go up to Scheffler and then go drop somewhere else. I know that's not like a direct pivot because like, you know, they're about what a thousand, twelve hundred apart or something like that in salary. Or if you want to go the other way, drop down to Burns and save that 8% ownership and like have the extra salary to go get different or improve somewhere else in your lineup. That's what I like. This one hurts me. I really liked Willie Z. And to put him in the donkey chalk, I, I know I'm playing with fire here because Willie Z is the man, but I got him coming in as probably the second highest owned player, maybe the third highest owned player right there with Thomas. Uh, and I just, him being in the, the wave that I could foresee possibly just getting destroyed and with him being so expensive and there being just like, you know, I just objectively think Cam Smith is a better player than Willie Z and he's in the better wave. So to me, that's just an easy pivot. And when there's a better player at a cheaper price in the exact same range playing the better wave, to me, that's just a, an obvious pivot. And if you're not taking obvious pivots and you're playing a guy simply just because of the name, to me, that's the definition of donkey chalk. So am I going to probably regret saying this? Yeah, I am. But Willie Z, in my opinion, donkey chalk, not playing him. Hey, new guy, you're probably saying, wait, why is Willie Z 18.3 and he's Donkey Chalk, but Thomas is 19.1 and he's not? Well, it's very simple. It's relative to where they're at. Thomas being 19.1% is higher than Willie Z, but he is not noticeably higher than his peers. He's only, you know, marginally higher than Rom, marginally higher than Fitz. He's not a guy that's just super, super high. He's legit 10 to 15, 10 to 20% higher than those guys. And you can make a very good argument that he has a 10 to 20% chance of outperforming them. So that's kind of relative to where he should be. I don't love that chalk. If for me, you're telling me I can have Thomas or I can have Scheffler at five percentage points lower, easiest decision in the world for me. Or I could have Rom at a lower, easiest decision in the world for me. Yes, I have to find a little bit more salary, but that's not a problem. So that's the difference in those two. Uh, moving on, I just cannot believe this. Ryan Fox is way overpriced. Everybody knows he's overpriced, and they're still playing him. What are you? What the fuck are you doing? It's Ryan Fox. He should be like 7,400, and he's 8,500. Ryan Fox, I've seen multiple sites having him coming in at 19. I just don't think there's any way he could be 19%. People are too smart to eat 19%, $8,500 Ryan, Ryan Fox chalk donkey. No way. So I got him coming in at 14, but even at 14, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous chalk. That is ridiculous. He is not a $8,500 golfer. You want to play him, you go ahead. But let me just ask you. Sung JM is right next to him, and Sung JM is legit three times a better golfer than Ryan Fox. And he's going to be maybe, you know, two-thirds of the ownership. Like, what are you doing? How is this even a decision? How is this? Sung Jae could be like playing on a broken leg. I would take Sung Jae M at a lower ownership than Ryan Fox for essentially the same price. What the fuck are we doing? Okay, I digress. Tommy Fleetwood, there's an, oh, and by the way, Fox and Fleetwood, you want to know why they're catching the same? Because they're European. And if you don't know, uh, Degeneres 75, this tournament's in Scotland, and that's in Europe, and Europeans play better. 
Yeah, I mean, is that not the dumbest? If that's not the dumbest fucking thing you've ever heard, then like me and you, we're just not having an adult conversation. It does not fucking matter that they're from Europe and they magically get European powers because it's in Scotland. Shut up. Okay, so Tommy Fleetwood, 14.5%. Um, that's, that's just getting a little too high for me. It's Tommy Fleetwood. He's not that great. He's in the wrong wave by my perception of what's going to be the wave. And then I just think that there's uh, like ob objectively... Joaquin Neiman or Tommy Fleetwood, who's a better player? Objectively. Furthermore, who's a better win player? I mean, that, that's an objective stat. Neiman is. And just who has bigger upside? Tommy Fleetwood, where his best tournaments, he gets T5. Or Joaquin Neiman, where, like, he wins. Like, give me Neiman all day and twice on Sunday. There's not even a decision. Notice, oh, by the way, it's getting covered up here. These right here, this is my pivot list. So if, you're like, you're kind of on the fence about playing one of these chalky guys, I'm giving you some pivots over here. You're like, hey, that's really nice of you. Yeah, enjoy it, because it ain't going to keep coming. Unless, you know, you join my Patreon. Okay, uh, let's see. Let's get down here. This is like, this is just the brutal area of uh, chalk. It breaks my heart that uh, Herbert and Perez and Rye all are in the perceived good wave because I think they're all really, really bad chalk. I mean, Herbert and Perez are just because, like, I, I swear to God, it's just, got, how could they be 14? Herbert's going to be 15, you know, 13 to 15% owned. Why? Why? He's not that good. I know we've seen him on TV and he makes a lot of birdies, but like that's when you're playing him at 3%. He also has the ability to go shoot an 81 tomorrow. So for me, you know, like there's guys like Bez and Moronk that are right there who are going to be legit. And I mean legit one-third his ownership. And at worst, on the worst case scenario, they're 50-50 to outperform him this week. Okay, I'm just saying. By the way, I told you Bez was a great pivot last week off of, was it was it Rogers or somebody like that? And he just smashed. What do you get? T2 or something like that? You're welcome. Um, so that's just something to consider. Now, uh, the Perez, he's only 8.8%. Hey, new guy, let me help you here. I'm trying to help you. I'm not being condescending. I want to help you. A lot of you are looking at uh, Victor Perez at 8.8. That's what I have him projected at. And uh, and Smith at 9.4. That's uh, Jordan L. Smith. Excuse me. I got lazy. I just put their last names. And you're like, that's not even 10%. That's not chalk. Yes, it is. When these guys are five times more owned than very comparable players right next to them that are 2% owned, that is the definition of donkey chalk. There are really good options. Just go take Jordan L. Smith. You can have Hao Tong Lee or KH Lee. I bet Hao Tong Lee and KH Lee, neither of them come in over 2%. So you're going to play a guy at 10% when you could have these two guys who have shown world-class upside, both of the Lees, Hao Tong and KH, and you're going to play them at play Smith at five times their ownership? I mean, what are we doing? That is such donkey chalk. That is just donkey chalk because they're just better. There's players that are just as good. I'm not going to say better. I'm going to say they're just as good as Jordan L. Smith at one-fifth the ownership. If you think, oh, no, Jordan Smith, he's way better than them. Okay, send me a DM on Twitter. Give me five-to-one odds. I'll, you can choose. I'll take KH Lee or Hao Tong Lee. Give me five-to-one odds. I'll bet any amount of money you'll let me. Any amount. You name the number, I'll bet it because that's just stupid. So it doesn't matter what their actual ownership is. It matters what their ownership is relative to the people around them. That's what makes them chalk donkeys. Okay? Excuse me, donkey chalk. Chalk donkeys are the people that play donkey chalk. i got to get my own terms down here. Lastly, Aaron Rye. You want to know the truth? Look at me. Look at me. He's donkey chalk. And I'm, I, I might play him. I might play him. I might have to play him because I don't see any tremendous pivots around him that I like at all. I don't see Andy's in the right wave. If I'm going to eat any donkey chalk, it'd be Aaron Rye. But at the same time, you best believe I'm going to, when I get to California, I'm going to be looking for anybody to play but that. Um, and you got to ask yourself, why are we playing Aaron Rye? Just because he won this thing a few years ago? I mean, I don't know. I just don't know if that's the best reason to play him. 
All these other guys that are in yellow here, though, these are guys... Uh, oh, first of all, green. That's the good chalk, right? Uh, not good chalk. That's the okay chalk. These are guys that are going to come in at a relatively high ownership, but not so high that it justifies getting off of them. So, like, Mito, I have coming in, surprisingly, a moderate, like, 11%. Rom and Scheffler at 16 and 14. Like, that's, that's a little high on the ownership, but, like, not compared to who they are versus where they're at. So, I think that's okay chalk. Like, you're not going to catch any shit from me from playing that eh chalk like eh, i don't love it but like i get it you know jt uh fitz cantlay cam smith spieth uh and you know the reason i put spieth on there at 13 percent is like i just you know like 13 percent for a guy that's such a wild card i don't know if i love it but i do know he's in the am wave uh I have Homa at like 13%, although I didn't put it there. Uh, I have him about 13%, and he is going to be eh chalk. Keegan at 13%, you know, I he should probably be donkey chalk, but I just feel like he's such a better player around everybody that he might, if all those other guys are coming in at 8 or 9%, he probably is like legit 40% better, so he's eh chalk. I could definitely get off of him. And then lastly, Sam Burns at 17.2. He is, should have, I wanted to put him in donkey chalk, but I just couldn't because he is in the AM wave. He is a great salary, and, like, I understand eating 17% Sam Burns chalk. I really do. So there you go. That's that's the most important thing. For all of you that don't know, ownership is the single most important thing in PGA DFS golf. I've been doing this a long time at a very high level, and I've won and lost a whole lot of money doing it. And if I've learned one thing, it's not about your little picks. It's not about what your t little tout site says. It's not about anything other than ownership, because golf, more than more than any other major sport that DFS covers is highly variant. And if I could just know the ownerships, I could not spend two seconds researching into this. If I knew the ownerships ahead of time with 100% certainty, I would be a long-term winner at PGA DFS because I could simply just go where the ownership is not and, and fade it where it is because at golf, that pays off. That doesn't usually pay off at NBA. Matter of fact, it rarely pays off at, uh, you know, at uh, NBA, at MLB, at NFL. But at golf, it pays off so much. Even Donkey Chalk Patrick Rogers getting a hole-in-one. It still didn't sink your lineups last week. You were still fine if you didn't play stupid-ass Patrick Rogers, even though he had his one out of ten performances last week. So, that's that's the most important thing. That's the most important thing. That's uh, that, that that should be everybody's lane. Is get. I, I know we all want to have our picks and feel good about our models and everything, but I'm telling you, it's just ownership. It really is. It, it'll hurt your ego, but once you accept it, you'll become a winner long-term. Okay, I am going on too long. I've went over my model. I have went over ownership. Let me bring up my little phone. Before we get... Uh, I already told you the one guy I'm definitely playing is Joaquin Neiman. The one guy I'm definitely not playing is Xander. We've talked about the weather, fading the noise, ownership. I think we're done. I think we're just going to draw now. We're going to draw. Let's do it. Let's do a drawing right now. I'm going to draw... I want to spread out the love, okay? So we're going to do four winners right now. Four winners. Uh, and for this, you get a $25 millionaire maker ticket next week into the Open Championship, which may not sound like much, but what's cool is you get to make that lineup with me completely free. I'm going to make it with you. We're going to go through the process together. We're going to put our heads together and make the best possible lineup. And then whatever the profit of that lineup is, we're straight going to split it 50-50. So if we win the million bucks, well, you know what? We're going to, I'm going to send you $500,000. So that's the deal. And uh, I've already had a bunch of winners and we keep placing in these lineups. I think it, you know, it, it just seems to be working. So we're going to keep doing it so four winners one backup here we go the first winner oh good there's no noise let's see the first winner uh by the way i'll reach out to you on twitter but just know that this next week is going to be crazy as fuck for me so like if i don't reach out to you or i forget hit me up uh ink insider my man congratulations you've won let's hit it again this thing takes forever to spin i've been seeing way too many spinny wheels here in las vegas way too much drinking way too much uh gambling and way too many spinny wheels that'd be my three takeaways t reek 
uh, T. Reich 98, my man, congratulations. Uh, two more, two more, and then we do a backup. I'll, I'll, I'll reach out to you on Twitter. By the way, to get into this drawing, I should probably say this, all you gotta do is go leave a like on this video. Frank, I know Frank, that's my dude, that's my dude. Congratulations, Frank. Can't wait to make a lineup with you, brother. Uh, to get into this drawing, uh, simply all you have to do is go like this video, and then go like and retweet over on Twitter. I'm not even gonna make you leave a comment down on this video today. We'll do that for the Friday and Saturday one. For this one, just go retweet on Twitter and go uh, like on Twitter and leave a like on this video. That's all you gotta do. And then your name is in the drawing. That's it. All right, fourth one, here we go. And if you to get in the drawing, you can have multiple, oh, or go leave me a five-star review on Apple Pod with uh, some nice words and you get three on here and one of them stays on here forever. And Delbert McFly, I know that guy too, let's go. So there's our four winners. Uh, in case I can't get a hold of one of them, here's our backup, and then we are on to Q&A, and then I am on to the crabs table and the ranch water, where I'm going to get far too belligerent. Far too belligerent. Wait a second, you can't be your own backup, you motherfucker. Hey, Ink Insider, you need to come to Vegas, because that's a big-ass wheel, and you just got drawn twice. And no, you can't be your own backup, so we're going again, you motherfucker. Okay, here we go. If it's another one of the people I've already drawn, that's ridiculous. Cut it out. Cut it out. Boom, Kentucky YouTube, Kentucky YouTube. Congratulations, you're a backup. Uh, I'll, I'll reach out to all of you guys. So let's get going. Q&A, forgive me. I'm gonna have to go over here to my iPad because I don't have my multiple screens today. I'm just making this up as I go here. So Q&A, get them in there now. I'm gonna do Q&A for, I'll give you 20 minutes and then my ass is gonna go get sloppy. There's gonna be a ranch water in this hand, two red dice in this hand and all kinds of chips in front of me just don't check back in a couple hours because there'll be far less chips. But it's okay. It's okay. I accept that. Uh, all right. Here we go. Uh, ranch water. Oh, you know the ranch water's coming. A uh, bunch of messages got deleted. I'm not sure what's going on here. Okay. Uh, I messed up with Griffin last week so bad. Oh, Mr. S-Bomb, I agree. Mr. Uh, Lonto screwed me too. I had some sick five and six. My $200 single entry, I think, got like 23rd place and it had Lonto Griffin in it. So like if he just makes the cut and even has a pulse on the weekend, it's like legit a big winner. I'm mean, not complaining. We did very well last week, but I did well at Showdown. We, actually, you know what? In week long, I hope y'all saw I tweeted that out. I got 11th place in the big $5 last week, and I had a sick-ass lineup. I think literally all of them were in the top 10. I had the winner, two seconds, two eights, and I think Hubbard, what did he get? 11th, 13th, something like that? It was a sick lineup, and he finished in the top 10. That's why I hate playing those. I mean, you got to hit the fucking nuts. Okay, moving on here. Uh, is this Caesar's Palace uh, pager-friendly? Uh, pager-friendly? I don't get that. I do know that Caesar's Palace is... Uh, they're probably wondering why I'm talking so fucking loud in my room, but this place is pretty awesome. When I, the pool here, unbelievable. The gym, unbelievable. The restaurants, real good. Oh, dude, what did I have last night? Uh, Gordon Ramsay's Pub and Grill. Whoo, I must have put on 15 pounds. Okay, moving on. Let's get to some questions here. Quit asking me about being fat. Uh, Caesar's Palace... Is Dgen, uh, is Dgen the real Caesar's Palace where Caesar lived? You know, I, I'm not kidding. I met a guy that actually thought that. I'm not kidding. He was dead serious. At first, I was like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, because yeah, he lived here. He's like, no, did he? I was like, oh, my God. What is going on here? All right, you wanted the Eiffel Tower in the background? Well, God damn it, I'm not staying at Planet Hollywood, so you don't get it. 
Uh, let's see. When Nick asks, when we wave stack, how many of the good guys are you playing? Four, two, five, one, six, zero. Nick, you know me. If I'm going to pick my lane and go in it, I'm going to go 100 miles an hour. So for better or worse, I'm going 6-0. And I'll probably be looking really great after tomorrow because all my guys will be in that good wave tomorrow. And then Friday could turn around and completely get shit on. And all my guys are going to be struggling to make the cut Friday afternoon as the winds are blowing and it's brutal out there. But that's the game I play. That's the game I play. I'm okay with that. And I am okay with that. So that's what I'll be doing, Nick, all six. Uh, not even, uh, this is not even a true links course. Thank you, AQ uh, Saw. I agree, this is not a traditional links course. So this whole narrative about Europeans play better on links courses and it's in Europe. I've got to play these Europeans that I don't know because some guy told me, that's stupid. It's stupid, you go ahead. Go ahead, be the guy that pays the rake. I We gotta have those guys. If there's not people to pay the rake, people can't win. So thank you for paying the rake if you buy that stupid narrative. Uh, Ryan Fox is an auto fade. Uh, I, for me, he is. It, Ryan Fox, when I thought he was going to be 5% when I saw his price, I'm like, shit, yeah. Because I love when DK overprices guys. Because nothing affects someone's ownership more than when they're overpriced or underpriced. And uh, Ryan Fox is crazy overpriced. And I was like, sweet, he'll be 4%. That'll be my clever play this week. But people want to pay it. What the fuck? Okay, that's cool. You guys pay it. I'm not. I gladly will not play him. You know, if I were being, if I were just being the guy that wanted to impress people, I would make that the one guy I'm definitely not this playing. But I got balls, so I'm going Xander Shoffley. That's who I'm going. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely not playing Xander Shoffley. That's happening right there. Uh, let's see, JT Poston made me some bank last week. Hey, JT Poston, good people made me some bank too. I even played him in my Sunday lineup for Showdown. You're the, hey, I thought you said never play the leaders. Actually, he was the third highest owned guy in the 555, so he wasn't even that chalky. I went and put my five guys in the lineup I liked. I had about 9,400 left, and I was like, hey, I could put this guy or this guy, and I just thought Poston was the better play, so I went with him. There you go. It's a good general rule to follow to not play the leader, but it is not written in stone like the Ten Commandments, brother. Uh, Alright, 1k mission accomplished. Thank you Spazbyte. I appreciate that and thank you for getting everybody to subscribe. We just keep growing. We're already like 20 over it. Let's just go ahead and get 2,000 now. Uh, warning for six money bag emojis, uh, Nightbots. Okay, so there you go. If you put six money bags emoji, the Nightbot's gonna get you. You take that up with my editor. He has a really mean Nightbot. I apologize. What about Jordan Smith? Uh, David, I got Jordan Smith on my donkey chalk list just because at 9%, I'm just not convinced Jordan Smith's that good. He ain't Jordan Speed. He's Jordan Smith. I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, thoughts on Siwoo? I'm, I'm a Siwoo. I'm a Siwoo slut. I'm a Siwoo slut. I love Siwoo. I think he is objectively, without question, the best golfer of anybody down there in that $7,100 range. He has not been playing great, which makes me a little bit nervous, and I'm pretty sure he's in that PM wave. Um, so there's that. And by the way, uh, on my ownership here, I did put the wave they're in. So the AM, PM, that's what they'll be on Thursday. So if you don't know, uh, that was that's the wave. Why it just says AM or PM, that's what they'll be in Thursday. So if you want to look at that, it's right there over my shoulder, right? Uh, moving on here. Uh, you heading to the Open Championship? I don't even have a passport, man. Every time I go on vacation, it's just a Las Vegas. I, I know, I should get out more. It's sad. Uh, let's see. Congrats to the winners. Yes, congrats to the winner. John. Gustafsson, uh, where are you from? Oh, was it Sweden? It was Switzerland? No, it's Switzerland, I think. Um, uh, is it better to be tight on picking a few of the 9 through 11K guys and sprinkling the 6 or 7K guys? Or do you want to do the opposite and spread out my lineups equally across all players? What would you do? Well, I can answer that question for you. And the answer is there's not a correct answer. Go make your player pool and really start looking at who you like. And if you find that you really love some guys in the 6 and 7K range, well, then lock those in all of your lineups and go mix and match the top guys. But if you find yourself falling in love with Scheffler or Thomas or whoever it may be up top, then 
then lock those guys and mix and match your guys down low. Okay? It shouldn't be a rule of I, I always lock a 6 and 7K guy and sprinkle up top or I lock my top guys and sprinkle at the bottom. You should let your own process, whether that's wind or models or ownership, whatever it is that makes you love a guy or love certain guys in a range, make that the determinant if you're going to play a guy at 75, 80, 90, 100%. And then from that, then obviously if you're playing Shuffler at 100%, it's going to be mix and match time on the 6 and 7K guys. Or if you're playing, if you really want to play Thomas and Cam Smith together, well, it's obviously going to be mix and match time on the 6 and 7K guy. On the reverse of that, if you love Aaron Rye and Siwoo Kim, we'll put them in every single lineup and go mix and match your, your guys up top. That's how you do it. Okay, great question, John. All right, it's probably Jan. Jan? Sorry. I'm, we're American, man. We, we just live in our own world. We don't even know there's other countries. Uh, okay, favorite bet on the craps table? That is, uh, I mean, obviously, other than the pass line, I'm a hard ways. This is what I do. I toss the dealer 25 bucks, $5 all the hard ways, uh, $5 for them, one heavy for them. And then uh, I, uh, if I hit it, it's a full press. And then if uh, it hits again, it pays like 500 bucks, like 450 or something like that, right? Like yesterday we hit, you know, they hit a hard eight, you full press it up to 50, it hits again, you win 500. Love, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hard way whore. That's a, that's a loaded statement. Okay, uh, you better keep the questions coming. You better keep them coming. I feel like I'm already getting down here. How did poker end up going? So I played in that million dollar bounty and the top 600 made day two. I think I finished 831 out of 4,200 or so. So good, but not great. I didn't win any money, if that's what you want to know. But, uh, you know, I made a pretty deep run, made it to dinner. And for as little as I care about poker, that's not bad. That's not bad. It killed a full day. I only lost $1,000 in that tournament. Let's not lie. Probably would have lost a lot more than that just throwing dice. Uh, and hey, let's not forget this whole damn trip's free because I got some friends that doubted you, mother father. So I appreciate you. All right, would you be willing to share your Excel spreadsheet, the player pool exposures? Hey, John, great question. Um, that's actually going to be on the Patreon. That's going to be the lowest thing. You can, I will share all of my uh, Excel sheets so you guys can have that model to plug in, plug your players in, and all that stuff. More coming on the Patreon. If you think I'm going to charge an arm and a leg, it's not going to be that. It's going to be like pretty manageable. I basically just want to have enough money to pay my editor and pay back myself for all these computers and lights and all this shit that I've had to buy. Um, you know, and if I made a, a buck or two for my time, I wouldn't mind that either. All right. Cam Smith, too chocolate for you, uh, high in your model. Let's go check out old Cam Smith. I don't want to lie to you and tell you he's high in my model, but I will tell you Cam Smith was one of the people I initially loved. Um, he's not great off the tee, but I think that's, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, he's just so damn good at everything else, I can almost forgive it. He pops in so many stats I want to see. His approach has been on. He's good at, uh, where'd you go, Cam? He's good at par five scoring. He's good at those proximity ranges. He's good at three putt avoidance. Um, yes, I like Cam Smith. I think Cam Smith is on the uh, bad side of the draw, assuming that's what it's going to be. So, no, I don't think he's too chalky. I love some Cam Smith, especially at 9,100. I just, I think that guy can win anytime. Uh, let's see, uh, old guy Sink or Podrick? Podrick consulted on updates. Yeah, Podrick might have had some say in how this course was built, but that doesn't change the fact that he's fucking old and he fucking sucks. So there's that to consider. Um, you're just getting too cute. If you're playing Podrick Harrington, you're doing it because he's a European and this is in Europe, and that is the stupidest narrative I've ever heard. By the way, I don't see many likes down there on my video. You guys better go drop a like. You've been here for like 40 minutes and you can't drop me a like? What are we doing? Uh, can you talk about some sleepers in the 6K range? I absolutely can, sir. I really like uh, Rasmus Hogard, Matthew Neesmith, uh, Nick Taylor. Uh, a lot of these guys that I had starred, uh, 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 Ar Armis, uh, I like him. Kurt Kitayama, Rosner, Smalley, the, uh, 
uh, Campillo, those were all guys. Problem is with a lot of those guys is I all have them on the PM AM wave. And if I'm really trying to pick my lane on that, it knocked a lot of those guys out. But in my initial research, those were a lot of the guys that were really popping in the 6K range. So if you're not buying the whole win thing or you're not scared of it, you think it'll all average out, which by the way is a totally, totally logical way of thinking, then a lot of those guys I just named are guys you should go give a look at. Definitely. Uh, uh, good question. By the way, thank you for the question. Leroy Jenkins. All right, run the bases. Uh, how are you doing in the exclusive 2K DK Summer Contest? I think, well, we've only done it two weeks. I think I got 23rd and 51st. Um, I had, who did I have last week? I had somebody in that withdrew. Oh, I had Shank in my lineup. So as soon as he withdrew, it was, the, you know, pretty much killed last week. So that one hurt. Um, so average at best, but we turned around. I, I, good question. Thanks for the question. Run the bases. Justin S., uh, when will us degenerates get access to the game-changing Patreon Discord from you? Love the show. Keep it up. That's coming out Friday. That's the plan. I'm trying to get back. I get back to Oklahoma tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to try to catch my breath, try to get the Patreon set up, and then start putting access in it and have everything you guys would need to have an advantage for the Open Championship. Um, and then, you know, it's just going to be crazy with the Open Championship going on. And then I got a big guest coming on to do my very first interview. Um, so, you know, it, it, but the goal is to have it up Friday. I hope that answers your question. Um, hopefully Falk misses the cut and we can look, uh, look at him next week. Yeah. There's a lot of guys that I'm just praying get caught in a bad wave this week and miss the cut because I definitely want to play them next week. I'm not going to give names, but there are like three guys. that I specifically, please miss the cut because you will, they'll, it'll cut their ownership in half next week. And I'm, I'm already thinking about the open championship because there's going to be huge prizes and huge prizes leads to huge wins. If you're lucky. Uh, Hey bro. Love the energy in the straight shooter. Uh, thank you, Max. Uh, appreciate all your help. As someone with a lower bankroll, playing a DK $33 single entry, gun to your head, who are you starting your lineup, uh, your build with? Well, I guess if I, the one guy I'm going to play is Joaquin Neiman, I guess I better go ahead and say Joaquin Neiman, right? Um, so there you go. Joaquin Neiman coming off a of missed cut. He sucks. Okay, okay. Uh, he might miss the cut again. He might suck, but I'm telling you, I, 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 that's who I'm starting every lineup with. That price at that ownership, all day long, twice on Sunday. Uh, you win the millionaire, uh, you're getting a passport and bringing the Cana uh, and bring me to the Canadian Open deal, Roger. Not only is that a deal, I'll fly you on a private jet. Uh, David Porter, thoughts on Harmon? I like the little Hobbit. I'm not sure what wave he's on. Uh, let's see if I have it up here. Uh, let's go search Brian Harmon real quick. What wave is he? Brian Harmon is 70. He's playing in the afternoon, so I don't love that. But once again, I'm just picking that as my lane this week because uh, you know I, I think everybody's guessing. My two lanes are AM PM, and all the touts are just fucking guessing about this stupid European links bullshit narrative. That's my lane. You don't gotta buy it. Uh, my, it it's wrong a good amount of the time, but when it's right, it's really right, and that's all I count on. Uh, okay. Let's see, other questions. Uh, there's three Lees. On which one is Lee? KH is obvious, but not the other two. I like KH Lee. I like Hao Tong Lee. They're great pivots. I even have them right up here. Where was it? This shoulder or this shoulder right now, uh, where you can see what they are. Uh, happy Wednesday. Okay, hello from Tucson. What's up, Tucson? I got family down there. Thanks, Cam Smith, AM Thursday. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, Cam Smith. Um, I do like Cam Smith. I just, but I always like Cam Smith. Don't forget, I'm the guy that said he was going to win the PGA Championship, and he would have, but he forgot to putt. He forgot he putted like me. Thoughts on Thomas Dietrich? Seems like a good boomer bus play. I agree. Thomas Dietrich is a smash play in uh, GPPs because I think he's going to be relatively low owned, and he has huge upside. So Thomas Dietrich, you have my blessing. If I'm doing a single entry, I'm gonna. Are you ready for this? 
I like him even more. Because in a single entry, nobody's playing Thomas Dietrich. So grow some balls. And if you really like him, play him in some of your single entries. Because instead of being 4% owned in the main tournament, he'll be less than 1% owned in single entries. Because no one's going to spend their one precious single entry lineup on Thomas fucking Dietrich. So a great, great leverage play there. And if he smashes, you smash. Is he going to smash? Probably not. But you know what? If he does, you're going to be in great shape. And he has that kind of upside. Uh, all right, you better get your last questions in. I can. You wait. Do you hear that? I can hear the. I can hear the crab stable calling my name. Degenerate, get over here. And and my crew leaves at eight o'clock, so I got to get over there. Uh, let's see. Me too. Can't wait for the open. Got a ticket, David. I saw you get that four thousand dollar ticket. You animal. You animal. I want to be flown on a private jet when you win the million. Okay. I know that was a deal I made with somebody else, but I, just do it. Uh, last one. It looks like Ian Poulter. Um, uh, I, Ian Poulter is a guy that I could definitely see being spiteful enough to actually do well at this. However, I just haven't seen enough from him recently. Uh, and I just feel like he will get just a little bit of ownership simply because he's European. And if you don't know, this tournament's in Europe. So what the fuck ever. Um, I, I would say probably no, but, you know, fuck. He could, he could hit. Ian Poulter's spiteful. Um, would you do a double pair up with Scotty and Rom? I'll leave you too thin. I wouldn't just because there's like, I don't really like many guys below 7K. When I was trying to put my lineups together, uh, I, you know, I really wanted to, Guido. Guido was another guy I was looking at going down there. I've not heard anybody say Guido's name. And if you don't know, he's European. So of course he's going to play well. Pretty sure. Yeah, he's Italian. So uh, I, I wouldn't. No, I would. I definitely wouldn't do that. I've, I've, and I got to just tell you from years and years of doing this, stacking the top two guys, I've never, ever had a good lineup where that's worked. And I mean ever. And I've probably done it hundreds, if not thousands of times. It's just not a build that ever seems to work for me. Nor have I ever seen it really take down any GPPs. So something to consider there. LOL. Damn. Okay, guys. Kept over 100 viewers in here. It looked like almost the entire time. Being in a different time, I really appreciate all your guys' loyalty and sticking with me. I hope I answered your questions. I hope you have a great week. But more importantly, let's go kick some ass at Showdown. You be back here Friday night and Saturday. Actually, it'll probably be like Friday afternoon and Saturday afternoon for the Showdown Hoedown where we really have the biggest edge. If you don't know, there's always a bigger edge at Showdown than there's a week long. There's not as much good content out there. People are really stupid about the plays they play and there's just so much more leverage. So if you enjoy week long, I get it. The prizes are bigger. There's more content to cover. There's more strategy involved. But if you just enjoy winning money, then you got to come check out the Showdown Hoedown because that's where we're printing the money right now. Also, I'm doing price picks videos now. Have I put out two videos and absolutely smashed the shit out of both of them? Yes, I have. I won one guy like 10 grand. Uh, I can't believe I can't think of his name right now, but the guy just keeps sending me screenshots of like $4,500 wins. So uh, get me, uh, you, you got to check those out if you have price picks in your state because we can, a lot of the stuff we're using for Showdown, we can turn around and use it price picks. Um, thank you guys for helping me get to a thousand. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, help continue to grow the channel. Um, for all of you that are really enjoying this stuff and want to get a little bit deeper into it, into the weeds with me, Patreon is coming Friday. For all of you that just like to hear me talk shit and just want the basic info, don't worry. These streams and these videos are going nowhere. Um, I think that's it, guys. I got to go be a degenerate gambler. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate your time. Good luck this week. I'll see you Friday. I hope you enjoy my outro.